Welcome to our predicted lineup episode for Aston Villa versus Leeds United, joined by Justin. Our first signing under the Unai Emery ear is here. It is Alex Moreno from Real Betis. Um, how are you feeling about it, Justin? You buzzing? Yeah, chuffed over the moon. Uh, nice to get a new signing, isn't it? Gives everyone a lift. We spoke about this after the uh, Stevenage debacle that in the week. It'd be nice to uh, have the build up to the uh, to the Leeds game with a, with a nice new signing in the house because it gives the whole uh, club a lift, doesn't it? And he looks a really good player, doesn't he? I think uh, he fits the bill. We've obviously really only got one fully fredged left back in the squad with Luca Dean so he now adds massive competition to that to that side of the pitch and it's a player that I think obviously Unai knows a lot about after managing in Spain for a long time so it's going to be very interesting to see how he plays how he slots in and how it all turns out definitely so we'll get straight into the predicted lineup and then we'll have a little bit more of a transfer hub extended bonus content version at the end of this then. Um, so let's have a look then at how we feel like Aston Villa will line up against Leeds United under the lights at Villa Park. So I'm feeling um, this is going to be a real uh, a real question, this one is. It's going to be a tough one. Definitely. So I think me and Justin, we've, we've briefly spoke about what we think and... We weren't agreeing, were we? So let's nope. see where we go <laughs> on air then. So in goal, I think we can all expect Emmy Martinez to be back in goal. And then I think the two centre-backs will be Tyro Mings and Esri Consa. Um, they are both playing really well under Unai Emery. Um, I know both have come in for a lot of criticism in the past, even this season. But to me, they look more in tune with one another. They look like they're, dare I say, they're, they're back to their best. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty solid. They're, they're, they're communicating well. They're talking well. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that's probably let Villa down over the past is a communication and an understanding of what they're meant to be doing. We are playing with a high line, which... Against Leeds, I think we may need to just rein in a little bit because of their explosive counter-attacking football at times. I think we have to have our wits about us. They've got a lot of pace in their side as well. So I think let's rein the high line in a little bit. Um, but I think that would be the two at centre-back. Justin, do you want to give me the right back? Well, I think it's got to be Matty Cash, hasn't it? Um Ashley Young's done really well, but I think it's time now to to revert back to our first choice right back, which is Matty Cash. I think he slots back in there uh, on on Friday evening and gives us a bit more normality look to our to our back line that we haven't yeah. had for a bit. Did, did he limp off against Stevenage though? I think there was a question mark over his fitness, but I haven't heard anything uh, no. up to now. So I can only presume maybe it was just precautionary. But obviously, yeah. we're doing this before the uh, the pre-match press conference. There's always a little bit of doubt when a player's come off with a little bit of a knock. Uh, but hopefully, he's okay. Obviously, if he's not, then Ashley Young just slots straight back into that position. And I'm going all in. I'm going all in with the left back. Moreno starts for me. 
No messing about. Emery's not going to mess about. He comes straight into this side. He is match fit. He's been playing all the games for Real Betis. And I would put him in to make his home debut against Leeds United. Uh, it's an integral part of, of how we're going to be playing. You can see on the screen now that that is a general gist of our formation. It's a general gist of where the average positions will be um, in an Unai Emery team. He likes his left back to get further forward than the right back. The right back has to tuck in and make a back three when the left back goes forward. So I'm going with it. I, th I think he starts. I see no reason why he wouldn't have to start. Um, Justin, what are you yeah, saying? Yeah, for me, I mean, the obvious the two question marks over him starting are obviously international clearance and um, visa. And as long as all that paperwork he's done uh, in time and it's passed, I mean, you could argue that he might fancy giving him a week training with the lads to get used to more. But in my opinion, he's good enough. We've signed him for a reason. There's a reason why we've gone after a left-back to start with, and that's because the manager obviously isn't happy with what we've got there. So for me, he comes in, he's, he starts the game on, on, on Friday night, gives everyone a boost. Definitely. I I, I just think so. I, th I think... You know he's more than he's more than adequate of, of coming in on a big occasion and stepping up and playing a game of football. You know he's got a vast amount of experience, and like we've said, he's he's so important to the way we want to play. And I've said it in the past on previous episodes that the signings that come in are key components of the system. So uh, for me, he starts. So do you want to go through the double pivot? Yeah, I think they're very similar to the two centre-halves. I think Louise and Kamara picked themselves now. They've they've established themselves as our first-choice pairing, if you like, in that position. And, it, and it's good to see. I, I think Dougie Louise struggled a little bit last week. He was a little bit... I think first half against Wolves, um, he worked great. I think he was better second half. And then I think against Stevenage... They were all pretty poor, weren't they? Just went through the motions. But I think with his back, with his partner again in, in the cut and thrust of the Premier League, I think with the first eleven back out again, I think we see a, a different performance from Dougie Louise and, and Kamara. He's, he's you know one of our the gems of our squad, isn't he? So um, he continues to grow and to flourish in that role. Definitely. Now I, I imagine everyone that's watching at home is pretty much thinking, "Yeah, you know, that's what I'll go with. I, I think I'll go with that." So here's where it gets interesting, Villa fans. In the comment section down below, tell me the four that are going to be playing in front of these players that we have just picked, because you know, there's it's combination galore. It's what you feel is the best option. So um, I'm going to give mine, and then yep. Justin's going to give his, okay. and then we'll see where we go. So for me, I am going to go with Jacob Ramsey in this position here. He comes straight back in for me now. He's been training. He's had... 30 minutes against Stevenage and I'd put him straight in. I think we, we, we're crying out for some pace in this team now. And I think especially against Leeds, every game, especially at home that Ramsey's played against Leeds, I go back to last year, the 3-3, he was sublime. He was brilliant. So I think we do need pace and I'm going to go with Ramsey. 
on the right-hand side, I'm going to go with Coutinho. Um, I think if I'm having to compare who could play in this position, we know that McGinn's injured. So it's either out of Buendia or Coutinho. And at the minute, I'm just not seeing enough for Buendia. I, I think Coutinho against Stevenage was was useful with the ball, but I think the problem was everything in front of him just was not moving. So I think that was a big problem against Stevenage. And, and I think at the minute I would prefer to go with Coutinho unlocking a defence as opposed to Buendia. Uh, I'm going to go up top with Ollie Watkins. I think we've spoken in the preview that the Leeds back line is poor. I think it's poor and I think I would want Watkins doing the stuff that Watkins does best to dragging defenders out of position, pressing, harrying. So I feel like he can occupy their centre-halves better than what I think Danny Ings can. Um, and then I'm going to go with Leon Bailey. And when I say I'm going with Leon Bailey, I know what you're all thinking. You're all saying, no, no, no. Look, He's got. He's trying. I want to see more. We we crying out for pace in this team, and my only worry is, is if you do take Bailey out the team, where where is the pace? And that is a big problem. So, Villa fans, that's what I'm going with. So, let me know in the comment section what you're going with, and uh, Justin, you can let me know now what you are going to go with. I think, yeah, the big spanner in the works for me is obviously the McGinn injury. It's caused a, a lot of problems in that position because it's you need somebody that can can get up and down. Um, he's more of a midfielder than an attacker. That's how I see that role. This is why McGinn, it sort of suits McGinn to a T. So in the McGinn role on the right, yeah. I would put Ramsey. So, which is slightly different to how you're having him. Yeah. Only in that he's replacing McGinn, who's a natural midfielder. And I don't see Coutinho as... He's more of an attacking player. So, what I'm going to do is basically... He's the same two players as you, but I'm switching them over. I'm playing Ramsey in that right-hand side McGinn role because I think he, yeah. he's got more legs to get up and down and help the midfield out. And I'm playing Coutinho in that role. Now... Coutinho squeaks into my team because I personally would... And this is more really what I would like to see rather than what I think will happen because I I personally would leave Coutinho, Bailey and Buendia out this team for Friday night. But with McGinn's injury, it causes issues of how to get enough attacking options on the pitch. So, you know, originally I was playing with the idea of bringing Dendonka into the six and pushing Louise into McGinn's role, but we're pretty sure that he's suspended, so that, that knackers that up a bit. Nakamba's totally out of the picture, so he's not going to come in from the cold. I don't see Sanson starting. So I think my, my best sort of guess is Ramsey and Coutinho will come and play those two roles. I wouldn't be annoyed if there was the other way around either. I just see it that way simply because McGinn is more of a midfielder and I see Ramsey is more of a midfielder, although Coutinho can play sort of that role, but I see Coutinho as more of an attacking option, really. 
Now, up front, I'm going to go Danny Ings. Yeah. In the nine. And I'm going to put, because I just can't bring myself to bring, put him in the team again, I'm going to put Ollie Watkins <laughs> as the player that plays off the striker. I'm not convinced that the manager will do that. I think, personally, it's a really good option for us. I think Bailey and Buendia are in poor form at the moment and I think they probably do need leaving out this team and I've got no problem with them coming off the bench and trying to affect the game later on. I think they both probably suit that role, Bailey especially with his pace. So with the five subs, you know, you can make lots of changes. Danny Ings scores goals. He's in the box. He's around that box. The, the pressure's less on him with Watkins alongside him to be that run around, you know, to, 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 sit, to come deep and get the ball. Watkins, as we all know, as you've said, he runs all day. He chases lost causes. He loves it down the channels. I do sort of see that position as being not unnatural to him either. I think it, it, it's, you know, as we've seen with Bailey, he does play quite high up the pitch when he plays that role. And he does play basically as a secondary striker. So I think that does suit Ollie Watkins' game because, again, with Engs in the team, he's sort of the one you think, OK, you get the goals. And if Watkins can help out with the goal here or there, then I think that's also a good option. And with the players we've currently got and the players we've got out of form, I don't think that's a bad side, personally. No. I, quite, I like it, to be fair. To be fair, I like, I like both of them. But it's, yeah. it's, 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 the only difference, really, is, is Bailey. We've got um, Dan Donker out. We've got McGinn out. It's difficult, isn't it? And we've got players that are out of form as well. So it's. I think the problem we've got, we're carrying players within the squad that just aren't going to play. You know, you've got a midfielders there within our team. You've got Nakamba, Sanson. You know, they're just not going to play. So, so you can't really put them in the mix to start on match days, not Premier League match days. So you have got real limited options in the middle of the park, which is why I'm now we're going to go on to the, the Gwendozi sort of link later, but which is why we are now linked with players in that area because we have got pretty limited options. He doesn't fancy Sanson. He doesn't fancy Nakamba. So we're down to sort of two or three players playing in two or three positions. So, so and, and when you've got players out of form like we have with Bailey, Buendia and Coutinho, all great players on their day, that, you know, that's why I sort of edged towards... Um, that starting eleven, and I think it suits against Leeds as well because they play, you know, attacking football. They'll they'll come and have a go. So it could leave the back door open for Watkins and Ings to really capitalise yeah. with with Coutinho picking up pockets in the hole and Ramsey's ability to drive with the ball and take people on and carry the ball as well, but still allowing your double pivot to to protect your back four. So. And you're adding into the mix also Alex Moreno, who can get forward, and you know, hopefully, we'll see a real attacking threat from him now as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, even when I am thinking about Wendy now, and I'm thinking going back to like the start of the season where he he, he kept coming on, didn't he? And he was impacting games, and he was he was looking lively. And, and now, when I think of Wendy, I think I think I see him doing the same thing again. Now it's mm. like. He's had his big chance. He's had his chance where he's been starting games and he really hasn't just owned the shirt, has he? Now, now I'm no. thinking, 
I, I, I just keep picturing him now on Friday night coming on and he's he, he's having to change he's having to change the yeah. game he's he's having to come on and impact the game and you know I, when he does come on and he starts looking busy doesn't he and it, and you start thinking you know what he, he's looking all right here he's he's really wanting to get on the ball he's really wanting to dictate play if but if we had that Brendier that starts games then he'd be a totally different player. It, the, him and Bailey don't seem to carry the responsibility of starters for some reason. I don't know what it is. Them, they just seem in and out of games. They don't like you, so they don't grab the game by the scruff of the neck and and you know demand starts and demand that they're good enough and demand that they're going to do stuff, create chances, score goals. You know, they just seem to be very in and out. Um, do you know what it, like, it feels? It feels like. When, so, for, for example, when they're coming on with 30 minutes to go, there's a general vibe of the pattern of the game, isn't it? They're, mm. they're, they're probably having to change the momentum in a game. So that instruction of just going on and doing that one thing is probably enough for them to sort of follow out the plan. But over the course of a full 90-minute game, there's just not that, 90 minute level in them is that which what you want to see and I think it's, I think that's a, a, a problem it's a shame because you've got three players there who who car- should be carrying a big threat from midfield uh, you know Buendia Coutinho and Bailey they're all our they're probably our only three attacking midfielders that you would class as real attacking midfielders like proper going forward you know not midfielders like like Louise, who can get forward, McGinn can get forward, Ramsey can get forward, but they're not attacking midfielders like those three are. And, and all three of them are out of form for me at the moment. And, and it's a shame because when you're carrying players like that within your squad, you would hope at, at least one of them at any one time is in some kind of decent form and, and, and they're just not at the moment. It's not to say that Friday isn't going to be their day when all of a sudden they come to life and have an absolute worldie and bang one in the top corner and, and create one, you know. They've got that ability, but based on form currently, I'm not sure any all, any three of them, any of the three of them, de- demand a start. But because of where we are, we are where we are with the squad. At least one of them's got to play. More than likely, two of them will play. Because you know, as much as I'd like, I like the idea of the Ings and Watkins playing off him. I still think he'll probably plug with Watkins and and more than likely Bailey off him. So. It'll be yet another chance for Leon Bailey to put the uh, put things right from the last couple of games. And if he does start, let's hope he can. So, a so big he's got his shooting rumor, boots on. yeah, a big rumor, big news coming out of France is that Aston Villa are linked with Guendouzi. Unai Emery signed him at Arsenal. Guendouzi absolutely loves Unai Emery. If any of you seen the tweet that he put out when he won the uh, when he won the Europa League with Villarreal, um, he's absolutely you know, in awe of him. So it looks like Villa are going big. It looks like Villa are going to get the Kamara Guendouzi combo back, get the band back together in central midfield. And um, yeah, it's it's an exciting one. And, and if any of you haven't watched our match preview for the Leeds game, go back and have a watch and, and you'll understand where we were coming from and this and what Justin was saying about you know, the, the, the type of player, character that needs to come into Villa. Lo and behold, a day later, we linked to Gwen Doozy. 
Yeah, dropped another one, haven't I? I've done a Catania. Um Yeah, it's it's a very it's an interesting link, and 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 the more I thought about it today, when it was when it came, the more I liked it. Um, he he obviously went to Arsenal as a young kid, as eighteen year old, and and I think in his early days at Arsenal, especially, he he was very very hot headed, and I think that went against him. He he lost his ragging games, and he couldn't control his temper, and you know, but that's. I think what what's happened is he's managed to to as he's got older and he's and he's probably matured a bit and he's gone to you know to France to play his football and played regularly now in France that he's managed to calm that down he, his temperament's improved and there was never I don't think there's ever a doubt in his footballing ability because he, he he's got a very good footballing brain he he gets around the pitch. He reminds me, you know, Villa fans aren't going to like this, of a sort of a Robbie Savage type, you know, where he, he just gets in people's faces and he nicks balls off in the middle of the park. And when things aren't going right, everybody looks to him to drag the team forward and to, to do make something happen, to fly in with a tackle here. And, you know, if somebody's bullying you from the other team, you were going to look into him to put it right, him to go through that player and say, right. And he's a kind of player that, that, that you would enjoy watching as a fan because you'd be looking for him to to be the one like a focal point of a team and it's, it's all you know it's almost been mentioned as well that he could be a potential captain and wherever he ends up wherever he ends up going because at 23 he's still maturing so in a midfield of Louise Guendouzi and, and, and Kamara they're all early 20s you know and they've all got fantastic footballing brains and I think it would add that real much needed, much needed um, bite to our midfield. I really do, and I think if we can get this deal done, I think this would, could possibly be the best deal we do in this window. Yeah, he seems for me when I watch him to raise levels, and I think that is also something that we lack. You know, when 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 say, and we, I've always said this: when one Villa player plays bad, they all play bad. It's not just one. And I think he would kind of eradicate that a little bit because I don't think he would, I don't think he allow he allows that from himself, and I don't think he'd allow it from his teammates as well. And I think until Villa get that type of mentality in the dressing room, then I, I think we're always going to be massively inconsistent. So for me to you know, I, I think it would be brilliant business from Villa, and you know, I see I see a lot of comments in the comment section at the minute saying. About about previous things that some of these players have done, or, or or their age, or whether they're coming from a different league, and whether they can do it in the Premier League. And I I, I just think we've got Unai Emery as our manager. Now it's not like they're being told to go out on the football pitch and just play their natural game. They're coming in to play a specific role in this team. Number one to number 11, they all have a role to play and they all have to fulfil what he's getting them to do. You know, where we've seen the, the left-back go forward, the three at the back have to swing round. It's slightly asymmetric when that happens, that we top heavy then on the right-hand side. So you see all of these different things that every player is trying to do. And if Unai Emery identifies a characteristic or a certain player to come to Aston Villa, then... They have my full confidence that I know that they're coming in for a reason. So I think that's what I'd say about, you know, sort of like turning your nose up at some of these players. I just think we've got to trust Emery to build the side of, of what he wants them to do. Because at the end of the day, 
he spoke about what the end goal is. Yes, we got knocked out of the cup and, and you know, fair enough, it, it's Emery's first couple of months, isn't it? But, you know, I've no doubt in my mind that after this transfer window, after the summer, we'll start to look a totally different animal. And I think that when he starts getting the players in that will fit what he wants them to do in the system, then, you know, I, I think we'll be in a lot of in a in a better place should we say because i think what we're going to see as well is that at the minute we've got a first 11 and then the rest are absolutely useless so you're talking about like chambers bednarak you know all them lot that sansons and the cameras gilberts we need to get rid of those so that some of the players that currently play for villa such as maybe i'm just using this hypothetically a john mcginn's on the bench or Luca Dean's now going to be on the bench. The bench and the the play the squad has, has already got a little bit stronger, hasn't it? Because we've mm. we've improved the first eleven, and some of the players that we do would like to keep as squad players are then a little bit better as well. And then the competition becomes a little bit better for places. So I think we've really got a problem at the minute where some of the squad players just aren't at it. What would you say about that, Justin? Yeah, I, I would agree. I think early on in, in, in your, what you said was characteristics and I think he has identified that as, as something that's not there in the squad with the Gwendouzi one specifically because he's he's sort of a combative midfielder, isn't he? You know, like a proper old-fashioned ball winner, what you used to call a ball winner, you know. Like, like a Kevin Richardson type almost, you know, just he was only in the team to win the ball back and then give it to somebody else. I'm not saying I'm, I think he's a better footballer than that, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think I think that there's got to be a point where you 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 have to improve and and only improve your first eleven with every signing. It, it is utterly pointless now, Villa signing players to sit on the bench. It 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 doesn't it doesn't do us any favours whatsoever now. We are mid-table Premier League team, so we're in and around 10th now. And that's where I think we, we are as a club. We're a mid-table Premier League team, anywhere from 8th to 12th. And now, the only way we improve is our first 11 improving. And, and the only way you improve first 11 is bringing starters, people that will just come straight in and take the shirt off someone. And that's fine because you've got, don't forget in the modern game now, you've got five substitutions. So if you have got a McGinn, if you have got a Luca Dean, if you have got a Douglas Louise, if you have got a, a Lolly Watkins or an, even a Tyrone Mings on the bench, providing, that, providing we are going in the right direction, so European qualification within 12, 18 months, two years, then you're going to keep these players happy because they're in, in a club that's, that's going in the right direction. The only way that you don't keep players happy like that is if you're going backwards or if you get relegation battles because you're better players won't sit on the bench, they'll want to move somewhere. So it is a real balancing act when you are on the cusp of trying to do something, on the cusp of sort of pushing for European place, of keeping a, a, a real decent size squad of players happy. But I'm sort of now past, not past caring, but I'm past the point now when I think, oh, I hope we don't lose him. I hope, we, you know, that player doesn't get annoyed by bringing him in. Football is a cutthroat business and ultimately we need a first eleven that's functioning and playing well and getting results. Now, if we've got players that we are currently carrying, which we blatantly are, that aren't doing the job, then the manager's job, like it is in every business, not just football, but if you're a manager of a shop or whatever and you've got somebody that's just not pulling the weight, 
you have to do it's your job to do something about that you either get them to up their game and to contribute more or you look to replace them to, to improve the the whole if you like so that's all that Unai Emery is doing you know and he's he's isolated already at a left back position that needs strengthening I see him coming in as a as a starter and I think I see Gwendozi coming in as a starter as well and it, all it'll do is it'll improve it should drive players to improve because they're thinking, right, that's the level we're at now. So if I want to play in this team, and if you don't, that's fine. If you haven't got the the, the wherewithal to, to up your game and to fight for your place, then I don't want you in the club anyway. So hopefully it will just improve levels and, and, and improve people's games to a point where they, they cannot come in and give anything less than a 7 or 8 out of 10 because you just don't get in this team anymore. That's the most important thing now, to improve the quality. And the consistency, yeah. which is just something we've badgered on about now for about 18 months, consistency. And I do think, and I've said, I, I do like this sometimes when players, when managers bring in players that they've managed before. So that yeah. tweet from Gwen Doozy about Unai Emery and, and, you know, waxing lyrical about him, he would run through a brick wall for Unai Emery. And I think that's a massive thing as well to have players that will do that for the manager as well. So I think that's a, a my final point on Gwendozi. Then so we'll we'll wrap up there. Then uh, this has been our predicted lineup for uh, Aston Villa v Leeds. Make sure that you drop your predicted lineup on the website as well. Share it on social media uh, and let us know which one uh, of mine or Justin's or what what your lineup is. I think there's going to be a lot of different ones because. You know, there's a lot out of form you know, at the top at the top end of the pitch. Um, so yeah, and would you start Moreno? Uh, so that the more questions. I did. I did have one little quiz question for you, Luke. I Go did. On, uh, Go on, so man. Alex Moreno, he's he's a Spanish footballer, right? We have had yeah. from my research. Yeah. Eight other Spanish players play for Villa. How many can you name off the top of your head? Okay. Um... <laughs> Oh God! Um, a couple were loans, so I'm being a bit naughty with that one. Um, was Luna Spanish? Yep. Good shout. Um, okay. So, right. Let me just try and, uh, in Premier League. Yeah. Yep. Um, All in the last, I'm going to say, ten years. What about that terrible keeper we had, Malera? No, is he's he not Spanish? down on my list. No. So this um, is this is off transfermarket.com. I just typed in Aston Villa players that come from Spain. So they might not be 100% accurate, but I'm pretty oh, sure... Oh, are they is... Spanish or have they come from Spain? Spanish. They're actually Spanish, yeah. They're actually Spanish. Yeah. Um... You've got one out of eight on my list. <laughs> That's tragic. Um... <laughs> You've put me on the spot, Justin. I know, I have, yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, I wonder how many other people will get of this. Do you want me to go through them? Can you on. get one more? We signed a I'm goalkeeper done. on loan. I'll give you a clue. Go on, then. He did a, he, a, we signed a, a Spanish goalkeeper on loan, and he did a dance after we stayed up. Oh, yeah. Pepe Reina. Pepe Reina. Right. Um, Attacker from Blues that came in. Um, what's his name? Jota. Jota. Yeah. Centre forward. Centre forward from Swansea. 
who was dead oh, for us. Oh, not Justin. These look terrible. <laughs> Bosch yeah. Baston. That's it. <laughs> then the others were Jose Crespo, Adama oh, Traore, yeah. Adama Traore, who obviously is oh, yeah. Spanish, Carlos Hill. Yeah, I was going to say him, but I wasn't sure. The one I thought you would get is Carlos Queller, who's probably up to now. Yeah. Probably our best ever Spanish player. <laughs> So hopefully yeah, Alex Moreno one. will rise to the top of that list quite comfortably over the next oh, two or yeah, three years. Of course he will. Of course he will. Right, everybody, thank you for watching. And um, there'll probably be more episodes before the uh, before <laughs> the lead game. Anyway, you know what I'm like. I'm a I'm, I churn it out, don't I? So episode machine. Right, speak to you in a bit. Up the villa. Up the villa.